Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Go Get Your Shine Box. Tonight, we got a, oh, I don't want to call it a special, but it is, I believe, our fifth episode, our 50th, I'm sorry, 50th, 5-0 episode. And we're going to do a little something uh, that we weren't that familiar with um, as far as some of the deep, dark history, but um, I'll introduce it in a little bit. Guys, say hello. Greetings from central New Germany. Uh, this sounds, this might be a good night. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, as soon as somebody cuts their phone off. my phone. I mean, come on. This is, is this amateur hour or what's going on here? Somebody's getting a fine for that. (laughs) I just, I just, by the way, I just turned it off. By the way, episode 50, is that silver or gold or diamond? Oh, it's Zelensky, so it's got to be diamonds. Diamonds, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's probably manufactured diamonds. Not that uh, I'm saying, you know, there's just it's a tendency. Okay, that's all. It's a tendency. Are are you saying that Alinsky is worthy of diamonds? Jeez, you're slow, dude, man. Come on. I am. I am. Anyway, do we have any? uh, We have any uh, dark news? uh, Well, this is uh, this is sort of dark news. Uh, I was reading a short story. Okay. Okay, and it goes like this. It 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 has some bearing on on uh, our situation here. This guy, um, he was a bit of an odd guy, you know. He he could see the future, sort of like me. And he'd been telling his friends and family, he said, "Hey, bad things are coming, man. Take care of your shit." You know, maybe buy a little Bitcoin, some gold, silver. Because hard times are coming. And they said, yeah, 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 yeah. Patted him on the head. Yeah, good guy. Well, he uh, kept warning him over and over. And then bad times came. And he said, man, I hope all my friends, they got that gold and silver, some Bitcoin, and they're, they're living free right now. Not like me pushing a shopping cart full of all my shit down the street. And that gave him hope. Hope for the future. That they would continue on the master race of friends there. Then one day he's pushing a shopping cart, you know, with his pillow and his spare shoes, you know. Two different kinds of shoes. And there he saw his couple of buddies sitting on the ground making shoe leather soup. He didn't even bother stopping. He said, yeah, they didn't listen to me. And he just kept going. And I thought that was a sad story. What do you guys think? I don't know. I see that all the time. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure where you're going with that, but... Uh, uh, <clears throat> all right. Okay. Yeah, I like the sure. shoe leather soup, though. <laughs> now... I, I mean, you talk about, you know, little Bitcoin, whatever, but did he invest in brass and lead? That's what I want to know, because that's what you need to invest in, brass and lead. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah, just saying. Brass, brass, and, brass and lead is good, too. But 
the other things are important. Yeah, we're just busting your chops, Paul. I get I the story. So, um, and I, and I now, as a matter of fact, now that the prices have come back down, it'd be a good time to buy more brass and lead because with what's coming in the next couple of years, are going to be spicy times. Um, who knows? I mean, we get into World War Three, and I got to imagine the government's going to be like, "Yeah, sorry, no more bullets for you. no more bullets for you, no funny, soup, no yeah, soup funny, for you." Funny you <laughs> say that because apparently last year the IRS. That's the Internal Revenue Service spent ten million dollars on guns and ammo. Yeah, I, I just saw another. I just what saw an, another what? article where the, that's a little the, crazy. The, what? F, the FDA is training their agents. I mean, what's going on here? Yeah, FDA. Yeah, because you know those <laughs> radical restaurant owners. Yeah, <laughs> nothing to see here. Don't 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 look over here. And oh, by the way, uh, we just tried to assassinate uh, Vladimir Putin. Eh, hello, uh, knock, knock. we we don't even know that. You give it some time uh, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, that's what's like shown in the news right now. They knocked this flag over or whatever. Listen, mm-hmm. give it a couple of days. Give it a day or two. Let's see what's going on because there's some really weird things going on. Anyway, uh, and uh, just uh, that's the dark news for tonight. I'll, I'll have some some from the Planet of the Apes next week. Now well, let's you know, get on to serious what, topic. What, yeah, what's interesting is, you know, there's almost a parable, well, a parable, um, you know, um, about the, the, the two sons with the two. I'm not going to get into the two sons. I sound like Biden. You know the story, man. The two sons. Here, you know here's the thing. The, yeah, here's a thousand dollars for each. You you go and 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 do what you got to do with it. I guess the modern day version was somebody. One guy took the thousand bucks, blew it on you know coke and and uh, oh, drugs and or, or that's the same thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and the other guy invested it and came back home with you know triple the money. The other guy's broke. Hey, dad, you know so you got an extra grand. Well, anyway. I, I just want to know like if if I blow all mine and then I got nothing left, if I go to my brother, is he gonna? T- is he gonna take me in or what? No, I'm gonna. As you're sitting outside, I'm gonna say I still got some. <laughs> you son of a bitch, you! <laughs> I still got a little. You know. Anyway, uh, that's when we steal the jeep and move to the jungle. You know. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, rules for radicals exposed. Um, rules for a radicals. lot of people out there may or may not know what rules for radicals is and who it was written by 1971 a book by Saul Alinsky. Um, a lot a of pragmatic prim- let's see, a pragmatic primer for realistic radicals. There you go, realistic radicals, as opposed to those irrational ones. I uh, right, yeah. right. So the the the, uh, the left of today, and not only rank and file, but but um, some of the established folk, um, may or may not even know that they're they're using the so-called tactics from that book, um, and that was a culmination of his so-called talent. But we'll we'll get into it a little bit deeper. Yeah, well, the rank and file, rank and file don't really need to know. No, they, uh, they passively use these these techniques. Yeah, and they, they, you know, they're given they're given what specific t- uh, tactics to use at the moment, uh, and they do that. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're 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 like the uh, the lower rungs of the Operation Mockingbird. Which, Useful idiots, uh, we call them. That's what Joe was just saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, little background because. You know, we have to know who we're talking about. People out there need to know who exactly we're talking about. Uh, Paul, Saul, Saul David. I believe his son, his name is David, isn't it? So anyway, Saul David, he was born in um, January 30th, 1909. He died in 72, uh, a year after he wrote his book. Um, not for anything, but he died. Of, he was 
walking his dog in a rather affluential uh, city of Carmel, California, and uh, dropped dead of a heart attack. 63 years old? 63, yeah. Um, American uh, community activist. This is, yeah, bear with me because this is Wikipedia, so a lot of it's BS. Um, political theorist. Uh, I believe he went to uh, Chicago, um, University of Chicago, or one of the colleges out there. University, yeah, University of Chicago. Uh, political science and, and um, criminal justice or social ju- justice before it was called social justice. Yeah, it was already <laughs> radicalized, though, when he got there, I think. University yeah. of Chicago and criminology. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was it, criminology. Yeah, which was interesting because he didn't really wind up going into anything like that. But I, I think where, where, where where he was introduced to the Capone gang. Well, he he spent well because this was in Chicago. He was born in '09, and to his to his um, claims, yeah, he hung out platonically, as uh, as Buckley said, platonics. Uh, so he didn't have an inter uh, an interfaced uh, relationship. Um, he figured, according to him, he figured, oh, he's just a college boy. You know, what would be wrong with hanging out? When we, all three of us know that that's bullshit. You right. Know? But apparently, uh, you know, again, um, according to him and, and a couple other people, this is where he learned some of his extortion tactics. Um, so <laughs> the guy is not an angel. Um, and and I, I, by the way, guys, I told you I was going to get some, grab some clips Um of him and I listened to him and I know Joe listened to quite a few, Paul, I'm sure you did. And I thought, you know what? No, um, I'm not, I don't even want to play the guy. He's a consummate scumbag. Um, uh, if, if, uh, if we have to quote anything he said, we can quote it, but I didn't want to, I actually didn't want to play him. This isn't, if you didn't figure it out, this isn't an, uh, uh, an advertisement for Olinsky. Or no, Olinsky. no. I just, I, I have to say though, yeah. um, just to, you know, I listened to about, Four hours, at least, in the last over the in the last couple of days, of Alinsky himself, you know, you know, re- recordings, and uh, you know his his as you know, as you want to call it his shtick that he does right. with the you know with the monotone and low voice doesn't raise his voice or anything. A but, uh, yeah. but so many times uh, as through the interviews, you can see him break that. And and you can kind of get a glimpse of like really who he really was, yeah, but yeah. he he put a show on, definitely a show, and he there, and there was another man that was outside of you know of, of what you saw, you know the, the hidden part, and uh, he was out for himself. I mean, he was a selfish yeah. person, and you know, but I mean. He was out for power. That's you know, and that's like the Alinsky way. That's what that's all about is power, getting getting power. But it was he 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 basically gained power through people that had nothing. You know, they 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 were they were poor. The have have nots. They and he called them the have nots, but he he used them. He used them to think that they were going to get something and. What was what's real interesting is that when I had this conversation with Jimmy this afternoon, is that look at all of the places where he had influence and where he, you know, where he where he led, where he was, where he was, where he was an organizer. Where did were these were these places where they lifted up? No, it nothing. He 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 really accomplished nothing. That, except for except not, except except for making himself very rich. I mean, he was rich and he was well off. Don't worry about him. No problems there. But he accomplished 
nothing. Yeah, and not to nitpick, but he was an American. He was Jewish. He was American. He was born in the United States. Well, he Come was on. a U.S. citizen. That's a that's a completely different thing. Then. He wasn't born in he wasn't born in Chicago. That doesn't make you American. <laughs> that's for another another show, though. Did that's you, for I guess that's for another show. You racist big you. Yes, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, you with us? Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was desperately looking for the odd couple soundbite, but I couldn't find oh. it. <laughs> so, that was what that awkward pause was. Uh, but oh, I don't have, I don't have a button for. Um, uh, you, you gotta have, you gotta have like big, big uh, sharpie writing on the button so you well, can. Access I have sharpie. I, I have writing on the buttons. Um, there, it's electronic, but I was looking for the the um, the one that said <laughs> Jews, Jews that are born in Chicago aren't American citizens. So and I couldn't find that one. So I was like, "Which one should I push? Which one should I push?" No, no, so, that's not. Uh, no, no. I said, I said uh, they're not Americans. Apparently, it's, we need we need uh, another show just for that. Yeah, a U.S. citizen is different from an American. <laughs> well, anyway, and this is. This is kind of funky too because everybody wants to talk about this guy today, like he's, you know, like he's a saint. And, and I'm gonna, I'm a paraphrasing. Wait, who, who, who's, who's everybody? <laughs> well, the people that are that, that find the guy to be admirable the or people admirable. who are destroying the country. Those yeah, people, exactly. Oh, yeah, let me yeah, tell you, there, there, there are a lot of people that that you know that hold him in high honors. I mean, they really believe that this guy is like is you know something to be praised you know yeah they, they, it's ab you're absolutely right in in the political realm too in 1938 Linsky gave up his last employment at the institute of uh, juvenile research um where he hung out with the uh, youth at joliet um devoted himself full-time check this out this is this was kind of one of the most important things i thought uh to dedicate him uh, a full-time as a political activist okay when you every you you know what a political activist is? Because I don't. I, it, that's a that's a BS made up word. But anyway, political activist. Political yeah. activist is somebody who freaking does the exact opposite of what a, a civilized society is supposed to do. But anyway, you talk about our democracy. Uh, in his free time, he'd been raising funds for the. This is the important part. In his free time, he had been raising funds for the International Brigade, organized by drum roll please, the Communist International. Okay, the, this guy was a unabashed, um, unapologetic communist. Now, I actually thought before I dug into this guy deeper that he came over here as an immigrant because I can't for the life of me figure out how he was born in Chicago, went through the, the Depression, came up the hard way, hung out with, the, with, with Capone, who wasn't a communist, and and he this guy actually used communist tactics and called himself a communist. I don't get it. But at the same time, made himself extremely wealthy through the capitalist system. Now you see, I kind of I don't know whether I I totally disagree with you on that because I believe that he wasn't a communist. I believe that he used that just so he could empower himself. Because I mean, if you I watched a Dick Cavett interview with him, or he was on the Dick Cavett show, and he had just got back from um, Asia, 
and he yeah, was, yeah, in, 1967, she was in Hong Kong. Yeah. Right, he was in Hong Kong, and he was like, he was so thankful to be back in the free country, in this free country, and he was telling how bad it was over there. And the thing is, is that when he was in this country, when he was home, right, he was using communist and socialist tactics to empower himself. So it was, well, yeah, so it was, more, it was a selfish. We don't know thing. what the guy was. You know? well, I, I I think it was selfish. I think that he wanted power. He liked to be in the limelight, and he uh, and he used people that were in you know in poverty and had nothing, and they it gave them hope so that he can gain power for himself. That's what I think. What I think is that it was his nature he served and we know this because he he said he he wanted to go to hell to be with the have-nots you know Mm -hmm. that's a snarky little clip but he was a servant of the synagogue of satan and you know people don't like to talk like that but you don't understand the real world unless you take these kind of things into account. Well, he said it. He, I mean, he actually, he actually came out and said that. You know. Yeah, I'm talking about the synagogue of Satan thing. That's ongoing since the time of Christ. You know. Yeah. 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 He, he the quote became infamous, I guess, if you will, um, and that, which led to the dedication on this book. And and then his son tries to backpedal it and say, oh, it was about this. It was metaphoric and on and on and on. I mean, clearly on multiple occasions and in multiple interviews said he didn't know. He had no proof whatsoever about the afterlife one way or another, nor did he think he would have it. But if he had a choice between heaven and hell, he would take hell because after all, that's where the have nots are. And he would be able to formulate them and organize them. And in that aspect, that would be his heaven because that's his favorite thing to do. And that was... Um, and, to and me. Are, are we going to read that uh, dedication? Uh, would you like me to? Well, Joe, what do you have in your hands right now? I have the rules for radicals. Yeah, you have a copy. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, we're going to read an abridged uh, list, but why don't you go ahead and read that dedication? Okay, lest we forget at least an over-the-shoulder acknowledgement to the very first radical from all of our legends, mythology, and history and who is to know where mythology leaves off and history begins, or which is which? The first radical known to man who rebelled, who rebelled against the establishment and did it so effectively that he at least won his own kingdom, Lucifer. Uh, Saul Linsky. I did not. I don't. Uh, I. I did not make that up. Yeah. 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 Right. It's it. it, it. It's been said, when your enemy tells you who they are, listen to them. All right? Right. The guy is a Luciferian, straight up, as are those before him and those after. And his offsprings. Yeah, and his offspring. Yeah. And and to be honest with you, the, if you read some of his literature or listen to him, he's I, what I classify as a pseudo-intellect. Um, he, has, he, he owns a few buzzwords, but the guy is not that bright. Um, who's not that bright? Ilinsky. I don't um, know about that. I, uh, I don't know about I, well, I, think, I, tell, I think he's a very intelligent person. I'll tell you right now, he, he's not that bright. He wasn't that bright. He he learned how to manipulate people. He learned social sciences. 
and he was he was the kind of guy that would read that book, uh, how to influence, uh, how to make friends and influence people, and get enough buzzwords in his head to read a little bit of body language to manipulate people, because that's all he did his entire but you, life. But you don't think that there's a certain amount of intelligence? I mean, you don't think I that didn't like say that rats have a certain amount of intelligence? Well, yeah, but I I think that you know, in, in order to pull off what you know what he's has pulled off. I don't think it takes a dumb person. I think he's got to be pretty smart to do that. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think I I gotta I gotta say that guy was pretty smart. Well, he had somebody whispering in his ear. Let's put it that way. Does that well, help? Well, maybe, maybe, but I, I don't know. That that could be a conversation. Of course, that's also a conversation that doesn't have a a, a beginning or an end. You yeah. know. Because we really, it's just my, just my observation from some of his writings doesn't strike me as being uh, particularly intelligent. You you know, you want to know something else? You know, while I'm I'm leafing through this book, I mean, I just, I just picked this book up this afternoon. Um, I can't even believe it was on the shelf. But after like, you know, I mean, this book was published in what, 1971. And this is a reprint by, uh, let's see, um, Vintage Books. A distribution uh, division of Random House in New York. But what I thought that was, um, I don't know, kind of like makes me like shiver a little bit is that there's a lot of like captions and there's a lot of there's a bunch of um, quotes and stuff and from other from, from Chicago Sun Times, you know, uh, the Nation, blah blah blah, and and they seem to want to praise this guy. They, they 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 really like this guy. Well, the, the same reason why there's a, a the presidential press corps meet every once a year. It's a it's a bunch of like minded academics getting together, patting each other on the back. It's a circle jerk, you know. I mean, I get, I don't, I just, but I, I look at they this. They have as, to. There's certain formulas in the in their world, and they have to, you know. But anyway, we, we're doing this for one particular reason, and that is to know your enemy. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. Let's uh let, let's hit these real quick. I, I know we're, we don't want to press too much time because we want to get our own our own uh, list in here too. But um, some of the key rules that uh, that Alinsky outlines, um, and we'll go down and you know if you want to have a quick discussion on them, uh, we can do that uh, as well, or or just post a comment. You just chime right in. Okay. Um, but no particular order. Um, but power is not only what you have, but what the enemy thinks you have. Uh, the Correct. perception of power is often more important than the actual power. And and again, I go back to this intelligence factor. A lot of this stuff isn't his in in pure originality. He wasn't OG. He took a lot of this stuff from you know different past uh, leaders, Marxist, communists. Um, right, right. Well, well so. you know, but a lot of the you know a lot of his stuff is like you know it depends on how you use it. You know, for good or for evil. You know, I mean. You know, in times of war, you know, when you're at war, sometimes you need tactics like he's talking about, you know? Well, yeah, but his war, and, and this is the part that you have to decipher, his war was taking inner city um, ghettos, for example, convincing them as if they had to be convinced that they were poor and oppressed and taking that and turning that um organizing them to turn that against the powers that be right because it because it was the government's fault it's everybody else's fault that you're poor and as a result although he they claimed he got nominally paid that as a result he got to live in carmel california and they're still living in the freaking ghetto yeah let's let's not let's not kid ourselves his war was against white christian civilization 
Western civilization. Yeah, 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 which is ironic but true. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guy was born in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, Again, no, no, nobody's kidding themselves, Paul. We know that. So, um, never go outside the expertise. I love this one. Never go outside the expertise of your people. It's important to work within your own strengths and knowledge base. This is particularly funny because you see this on social media all the time. And the best way yes. to dispute somebody's, <laughs> yeah, the best way to dispute somebody's argument, because especially Second Amendment arguments, is to come back at them with a professional level of understanding. They'll, well, they'll either block you or they'll disappear because they can't handle it. Don't we get that during our during our daily, uh, you know, our daily jobs every day? I mean, we, you and I deal with that every on a, a daily basis. People coming into our expertise and they're not even anywhere near our expertise. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. so, but yeah, the, the social the social media um, passively uses this in in immense amount of ways. Well, yeah, I, look what happened during COVID. Everybody was an instant uh, virologist. You know, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, boy, you, know, you thought that would have dropped the the, uh, the salary rate. Yeah, and uh, you know they sw- swapped over from being a an expert climate sci- scientist to become a virologist, and then some legal thing comes up, and they're a legal uh, scholar. Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of silly, but it's entertaining yeah. at the same time. Hey, well, and and you know, thirty percent of the people buy this crap. Uh, here's here's one that's uh, converse. Um, whenever possible, go outside the expertise of the, the enemy. And this is his words, the enemy. Uh, this means exploiting your opponent's weaknesses or blind spots. Um, and yeah, to your point, Joe, you could look at this and say, oh, this is from uh, uh, Sun Tzu's Art of War. Um, but you can use a gun for good or a gun for bad, I guess. Uh, make the enemy right. live up to its own book of rules. We see that happening all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we live in a hypocritical uh, democratic society. So we only have to have the left tell us to live up to our rules. But yeah, the, it doesn't work the other way. No, no, it doesn't work the other way. Well, it's kind um, of like free speech. You know, free speech only works if if you're following the narrative. If you're not, you don't have free speech. Unfortunately, yeah. And, which and is this, al- which is also Luciferian, by the way. Right. Absolutely. Uh, this you're going to like this one, Paul. I think uh, speaking of Luciferian, ridicule is a man's most potent weapon. Humor can be a powerful tool for disarming opponents and winning support. Um, and I believe the humor part was put in there because in in yesteryear, the days of old, if you were considered a comedian, you could say anything you wanted, anything you wanted, and get away with it. Today, not so much, but again, it doesn't matter if you if you walk around with an Alinsky shirt on, you can you can call yourself a comedian and use every any word in the book. Yeah, and and true as far as comedy goes, true comedy has an uncomfortable truth uh, at the center of it, uh, and the the mockery. That's one of the reasons uh, Trump was uh, elected because this army of of memesters, Pepe and and right, their right. ilk, rose up and uh, and memed memed him into the presidency, basically. Yeah, it was interesting. Here's something um, through through his through his book that he wrote. He has quotes all through it, and kind of based on what we're talking about in the tactics um, chapter, the quote is, "We will either find a way or make one." Yeah, uh, that's quoted by Hannibal. Yeah, um, and these are this is this is who he is. You know, who he attaches himself to. It's kind of 
Well, he obviously has some. Wait a minute. Ha- He's ha- quoting Hannibal? Yeah. Yep. Hannibal, the guy with the elephants? Uh, Hannibal. We will. Yeah, the, exactly. Okay. So he obviously has some knowledge of, of philosophers, philosophies, and probably Greek mythology as well. Um, and probably fancied himself. He, my guess is he was slapped around and he was probably a sickly kid. And then he, um, it's, re, it's another case of reverge, uh, revenge of the nerds. Probably abused. Yeah. Um, a Clos- good closet homosexual. He, he, I know he come. <laughs> you know, I know he comes from nothing. He comes from a poor family. I mean, he they had they had nothing when he, when he was growing up. Yeah. I, you know. Anyway, that's what that's what's been recorded. Right. Well, yeah. Here's another one that's that's interesting and applicable in today's um, arena. A tactic that drags on too long becomes a drag. It's important to keep tactics fresh and dynamic in order to maintain momentum. I also use that as a reverse on people that I want to tick off the trolls. If you tell them, Hey, we got that tactic down already. So it's time to switch up and start a new account. You know, that's the last you'll hear from them. Um, but again, a lot of people use this stuff passively. They don't actively know that they're using this, but it's been indoctrinated into their, their brains for years, Yeah, years. Well, these same people, um, have infiltrated, you know, academia, yeah. uh, public education. Jeez, uh, they've infiltrated the church, obviously government at every level. Um, but the education is is the main thing. You know, you can get the kids when they're young, and uh, you've got them for life, basically. Yeah, exactly. And to Joe's point, the, the uh, academia reveres this guy. But check check this out, you know, uh, you know, that goes along with the rule that you just mentioned. He goes on to say in his book that um, um, man can sustain militant interest in any issue only for a limited time, after which it becomes a ritualistic commitment, like going to church on Sunday mornings. So that's what he compares that your seventh rule to like going to church on Sunday mornings. Mm hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. He, he definitely. If you read between the lines, which are pretty thick, uh, you get what this guy's about. Uh, keep the pressure on. Consistent and persistent pressure can be effective in creating change. Uh, um, and I don't want to read too much. Oh, I'll read this other one because this is another. Uh, it's very applicable to today's politics. The threat is usually more terrifying than the thing itself. Fear can be a powerful motivator. Now he didn't invent this. We all, we you know, this goes back to ancient. Chinese military history. The fact of the matter is, if you notice the so-called uh, woke cancel mob, as soon as you stand up to them, they go to somebody else. For the most part, for the most part. I I, I may have used that in my. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say I may have used that rule a time or two. Well, yeah. Well, we have we have a uh, we have a rule book of our own. Yes, let's hear it. We have a rule book of our own. We have twelve right. rules, and and, and we'll, we'll get through them. And and I think people are going to recognize these. And again, I'm not going to say that these are are um, uh, we, did we sit down and conjure these up a hundred percent on our own? They're based on the things that we know as a civilized constitutional uh, America. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And and the difference between our rules as being conservative white national Christians is that. We believe that a rising tide lifts all ships. 
Alinsky yes. and his ilk, which include the likes of Hillary Clinton and Barack Hussein Obama, believes that we can separate you into your classes. Um, we can teach you victimology or victimism, if you will. And then we can bring you together as a group of victims and make you work against the man. And as Joe said earlier, like we were talking about, all of that produced nothing except, you know, except the upper crust uh, of, a, of a, a political realm that's going right. to probably cheat the next right. election. But as far as the poor and the oppressed, they're still there. Well, it produced a lot of death. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So our, our list, I mean, we'll go through it um, uh, quickly. And number one, and these are no in particular order, but in just, just the order that, that they're... I, I have one comment to make uh, here. And, uh, you know, what you just read, the ninth rule, the threat is usually more terrifying than the thing itself. But me, myself, I don't take the threats. You know, that's... You could th go ahead and threaten me. Well, yeah. Because you're you're in that thirty percent margin. That's why I, I, I guess, but and, and yeah. that's that that makes it very difficult for me to relate to people that aren't. Um, yeah. Well, that, well yeah, human humans by nature um, are more swayed by fear. So yeah, the threat is is, is a threat. Fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. See, when, yeah. When somebody threatens me, I usually strike. You so get that's, how, that, yeah. that's what I do. You know, you threaten me. Well, before, I, before you before the threat comes out of your mouth, I, I already took you down. Well, now what? Now can, what do you got? Let's see if we can include that into some of these because uh, we okay, got to get ahead. through them quick. Okay, go ahead. Uh, take personal responsibility. Oh, how's how, how's that one? Uh, recognize your own choices and actions. Uh, they're the primary factors in your successes or failures throughout life. It's it's called personal responsibility. Yeah, did we did we put that on our list? Did we make that up? Did we put our heads together and say, "Hey, I got one"? Not really, but. It's on the list uh, because it's a tr it's it's a, a a truth. It's it's an everyday American truth, if not um, worldwide truth. Uh, and guys, you can jump into uh, embrace traditional values, and this is this has to do with respecting the principles and traditions um, that that our society has has, has put together, including cultural uh, differences, uh, hard work, family, personal responsibility, and the respect for law and order. Um, pretty basic stuff in a civilized. Uh, community so uh, promote individualism encouraging people to think for themselves uh, making decisions and again taking responsibility for their own lives because it's amazing when you have skin in the game what you'll do we also uh, celebrate success recognize and celebrate the achievements and successful uh, individuals uh, we do that all the time and we sometimes strive uh, to reach those goals uh, promote entrepreneurship which is directly connected to capitalism um, support strong families, encourage the development of strong, stable families, which is the foundation of our society, which by the way, the, the 1968 civil rights act, um, joined at the hip single-handedly tore down the family. Um, yeah. <clears throat> as, as, as indicated by the present, uh, family situation in the inner cities. Right. Um, defend the Constitution. That's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, we, we it's not a, it's not a mistake, and we we can do a whole show on on defending the Constitution. And one of the no, underlying it, it, it makes me. It, I was going to say, you know, you, you I kind of like shudder when I think, you know, the family unit has 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 been torn down, especially in the inner cities. Well, you know, 
when you're in the suburbs and you know our families are spread in different states away and we still have a we still have a very strong family unit when you're living right next to your your family and you don't have a strong family unit like what the heck's going on you, you understand what i'm saying it's like oh i do yeah it's like you you know it's not even like your you know, family family what a, that's how we were raised. Family is everything. Yeah, and it goes know? back to values and on and on and on. Um, uh, after this, uh, promote free markets. Um, this is another thing that's, uh, that was um, uh, probably opposed to some of the, the Alinskyite stuff. Uh, support policies that encourage competition, innovation, entrepreneurship. It's the American way. Is what This is what this is. This is broken down. The American way is broken down. We broke it down by 12 steps. The next one is encourage personal growth. Encourage people to take personal responsibility there's there's no we didn't make a mistake by having a, a, a an underlying twine running through this with personal responsibility because no. that's where it starts and stops um reject identity politics one of my favorites i'm glad you know that that we uh, came up with this and threw it in because ex exactly what i was discussing before we don't need to tear people down into individual victimhoods so that they can gang up with multiple victimhoods and then, and then look at the, 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 you know, policy procedure of the American way and say, Oh, that's bad. Because before you know it, you have exactly what Alinsky wanted haves and have nots, or has, as Kenny used to say, demo gots and demo no gots, you know? Right. Um, finally encourage civil engagement. And this one I liked, I don't think Paul was, was necessarily um, on board, but um, I'm sure he'll chime in, encourage people to become active and engage members of the communities. Um, and in, in some cases improve their, their neighborhoods. You think I wouldn't be for that? Is that what you said? I thought when we were going over this, this, this week, you had a comment about that. Um, maybe I was wrong. Well, it, I'm going to combine the two, um, Joe talking about family and that rule you just cited about community. The the America that, you know, you're talking about saving basically with, with these rules is unsavable. Whatever is coming, we don't know. But the only way that uh, any semblance of it survives is if we can somehow re rebuild the family structure. And that's one of the reasons why they had to go after the family, because once you take the family away, community goes after it uh, and people are just easier to, uh, to control. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. So yeah. promoting, promoting family. Let me ask you, when's the last time you called your mom? Well, we talked the other day. So, okay, good. Yeah. You know, a lot of people aren't that way, you know, people, you know, I've got cousins living out in Seattle. I haven't talked to them other than maybe a text or whatever in a long time. This is not good. Um, people separating. That's another thing. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, you grow up, you move, move out of your parents' home. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean moving to Europe or, you know, moving across the country that that was uh, came, you know, somewhat naturally as part of the Industrial Revolution. But yeah, also, yeah, also it was it was pushed as a reject family kind of idea. Um, families getting back together and, and building communities 
friends joining families together and building communities like you just mentioned about building community getting involved with the community these are the only ways that we're going to survive and and hopefully rebuild something uh afterwards and if people don't do that they're just lost they they've already yeah. lost let's put it yeah, that well, way. yeah and that's why we we built this list to be kind of an antithesis to the to the linsky uh tactic if you will um, and by, and by the way, I'm going to post this because we went through them, and there's a lot of there's a lot of good information. Right. I'll, I'll post this list on our site and on YouTube uh, description, and um, where else I'll put it on the uh, Buy Me a Coffee, and I'll put a link to that as well, so uh, you guys if, can see it. If I can, if I can make a quick comment here, and and I think that family is like you know top of the list, but I think that what not not that it's more important, but the fact of that people won't get out and do something with their lives and, and, you know, get a job and try to and not just get a job, but just try to be something, try to do something with their lives. Try you know, try to, I don't know. Uh, well, take some responsibility. It was self-improvement. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. try to make sure, try to become something, try to, like, you know, be, you know, be, become a homeowner, you know, raise a family, be, you know, try to, try to do something instead of, instead of sitting back and, and let the, letting the government, you know, do everything yeah. for them. Yeah. You know? And, and you're, yeah. that's another big problem is raise a family. You know, go talk to any young person. And, you know, we were the same way when we were 17, 18. Oh, I'm not going to have kids, you know. Right. But then after a few years, you're like, oh, well, maybe, you know. But I nowadays, nowadays, these people get constantly bombarded. Uh, don't don't have children. That's bad for the climate change. Yeah. Don't have yeah. children. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's really this is not healthy. Uh, no, nope. for nope. I, I couldn't. Have, I could not imagine not having kids. I, 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 you know, I look at these. I work with a guy that's my age, and he's been married twice, and he's never had kids, yeah. and he's just going to grow old and die. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, but I, I, I mean, I, I want to have a bunch of kids and grandkids around me. Yeah. I don't know, family. Like I said, I, I think that. Without family, what are you? Here's the thing. As as far as a male human, you are, in my opinion, you are not fully a man until you have children. The, I, I don't I don't know if I can explain it to you. I don't know. Uh, they, you probably won't believe me, but I, I see grown up. Why wouldn't I believe you? Well, not you. I'm talking about people who don't have kids. You know, they think their dogs and their toys replace, you know, having children. Uh, yeah, well, look, I've got a blankety-blank sports car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and my, my two dogs, they're my kids, you know? <laughs> no, nah. sorry. Oh, that, 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 that is a peeve of mine. There is no, when people call their dogs children, I'm sorry, but that just, like, I just lose it. Yeah. Or oh, they, they substitute having a few extra toys uh, for not wanting children. You know what I mean? That is really some sick shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we uh, I, I did another cold cut for some reason, but uh, on the the background music, <laughs> kind of threw us off. It threw me off. 
you guys are talking and I'm freaking producing. And I'm like, well, oh. anytime we got that, that uh, 70s, yeah. uh, shall we say, question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was a good show. We put a lot of information out there and um, we will post this stuff so you can read it for yourselves. And uh, it is, you know, we put together, took the time to put together a pretty decent list of stuff that will help. Um, put people in the right direction, um, and at least, you know, it's reasonable to look at. Can I just ask ten. one question here? Yeah. One one zero mmm dot org. Oh, uh, Paul, Paul, yeah. I just want to know one thing. What do you think of Saul D. Alinsky? You never, you never want to know just one thing. Come on, Come on what do you think? I, I'm asking you a question. Well, I've what? I've I've made some, dude. Uh, <laughs> okay. He serves the dark one. Do I have to go further? Oh, you're very. I thought you were going to really give it. Let us really know what you thought. But. Well, you two All guys right. still have jobs, man. Right. Say good night, guys. Good night, guys. <laughs> good night, guys. Take it easy, everybody.